My name is Chris Jeppa. And I'm Katie Nordgren. And with us today is a very special guest. She is a true blue long-term friend of mine, appearing under a pseudonym for her protection today. <laughs> we will be calling her Jean or Jeannie when we remember to say it correctly. Nice. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Hello. How are you? <laughs> we do not have voice-changing software. <laughs> I was trying to match my voice. <laughs> this is me. This is the real me. <laughs> Uh, we are broadcasting live from East Vancouver in our shanty shack. It's been raining and pouring like deluges all over the place, and so there's so much mud around our sea shanty shack. I nearly got stuck in a sinkhole today. Stuck in a sinkhole? I know, a seal had to rescue me. Aww, you just need to remember nice to Brian. wear your wellies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brian the seal? Yeah, Brian the seal. Aww. Do you know Brian? No, I don't know Brian. Oh, he's really nice. I mean, I think it was probably him who helped you. <laughs> he's a good guy. <laughs> Get to know Brian. <laughs> We are feeling silly, and it's we're a little good geese. Time. And it's good because we're going to talk about uh, drugs and parties today. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but first, we're going to just do a little sort of check in. Katie, how has your week been? Oh my goodness, my week has been topsy turvy. It's been up and down. I've been all over the place. Uh, I started the week feeling uh, anticipatory. I was very uh, anxious about a comedy show as I was doing a final showcase for the comedy class I've been doing with Mr. Adam Pateman <laughs> at the Instant Theater Club. Club? No, that's not what they're called. Just Instant Theater. Anyway, they run stand-up classes. It's awesome. And I had a showcase performance that happened to fall on my 35th. That's not my age. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my, my 30... God. Oh, no. <laughs> I've been lying to you guys this whole time. No, it was my 31st birthday. Yeah, you're definitely younger than me. <laughs> yeah, probably like three months. Um, so it was my 31st birthday, and I got to perform, and that was fantastic. And then the next day, after ha riding such a high of having so many people come out and uh, be supportive and laugh at my hilarious jokes, uh, I just crashed for some reason. I don't really know what it was. It was kind of like a, like a fun... withdrawal? Yeah, it was like of? a fun hangover yeah. where I was having such a good time and then I was just like, oh no, everything's terrible. It's so stupid. But then I just decided to kind of push through that feeling the last couple days and just really just keep putting myself out there, you know, just keep trying to be a good human being and do my thing and I'm feeling a lot better today. Hooray. So How are you Yay. doing, Chris? I'm glad. Um, I have also had a sort of topsy-turvy week. Um, I got really drunk at your comedy showcase. Did you? <laughs> oh, man. I there didn't was, notice you that. You were laughing so loud. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> there was both, like, Ed and I and another person each had, like, two IPAs and got so fucking smashed that we were like, what was in them? Wow. It just, I think the taps were, I don't know. I don't want to besmirch. <laughs> the taps were rigged. I don't want to besmirch this fine establishment, but maybe the taps were dirty. It just gave us all really bad hangovers and it was yucky. So I started yeah. the week off with kind of a yuck factor as well. Oh, yuck. Um, and then I was having like a real crisis of like, why did I even go to school for public health? Like I can't find oh, any no. jobs. I'm like doing job searches right now and it's just really demoralizing. And then I was like, what can I, like how can I get myself out of this funk? So instead I was like, instead of looking at the individual jobs that I want to do, why don't I just look at what the goals are? Like what... I want to accomplish or what kind of work I want to do and then break that down into like what skills I could build right. up 
totally. in the future kind of thing. And so I realized, like, overarching, I want to just, like, inject compassion and equity totally. into all healthcare systems. It's like focusing <laughs> on your intentions. Yes. You're being intention-led. Exactly. That's super important. So I wrote down a whole bunch of stuff that I maybe want to, like, volunteer and get experience for. And then, coming across my Facebook dashboard, came the perfect job posting <gasps> that met every single criteria. And I was like, fuck yeah, the universe Yay. totally has it in for me. This Yay. is so good. And then I wrote a cover letter. And I was just about to send it, and then I checked their website again, and they're based in Oakland, California. <laughs> Which is a hell of a commute. Yeah, oh. you, they don't let Canadians work in the States real easily, and I also don't want to move. So no. I was like, shit. You don't want to move to Oakland, the East no. Bay? I you know. could be ghost riding your whip every day. It would be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I would really like to move down there, sort of, except I don't want to. <laughs> wow, that was a real turnaround. But do you know what I mean? Like, I would love to move lots of other places, but I also just want to stay in Vancouver because I love it oh, so much. Oh, do I know what you mean? Yeah. I'm really, really yeah. know what you mean. And so, anyway, so I was kind of bummed, but then I was like, hey, jobs like this exist, so totally. why not just keep your eye out for so that? So you... Spin it anyway, I'm trying to reframe some shit. You mad love <laughs> Vancouver, then. I sure do. Yeah, it's like where you want to stay, where your crew is. Yeah, Jeannie, why don't you tell us uh, what's been going on with you? Oh, man, I don't know about staying in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Like, like you see it all over Facebook about housing crisis and, like, which is like been funneling like the most racism like Vancouver has oh. to offer. Oh my god! <laughs> Isn't it? Doesn't it seem like all the secret racists are just waiting for an opportunity to be like, like foreign investors? They trigger her. They trigger her. <laughs> <laughs> there was the loudest racist man at the uh, table next to me yesterday having sushi and his like girlfriend that he was yeah. on a date with, and they were like doing bad Chinese accents <gasps> and bad Japanese oh, accents oh, in the shit. sushi restaurant oh, with no. Chinese and Japanese staff like. It was so bad. Yeah, oh, no. and like, we just don't come here, like, but we want all your cool shit. Like, so, like, <laughs> on the flip side, though, and, like, totally racially aside, um, Vancouver housing market is real. Like, mm -hmm. I've now experienced it firsthand. Like, like just shit's to, expensive. Like, trying to find a place? Or? Yeah, trying to, from the beginning, like, we, some dude that was building a house, like, two blocks down from us came by and was like, yeah, your house is set for demolition. And, like, we had some people coming by, like, so looking to buy the house. And we're like, yeah, we don't actually own this house. Um, and, yeah, it happened. Like, we totally felt it, like, coming on two weeks. And then he was like, yeah, I need to use your house as storage. So, wow. This is your yeah. landlord saying that. Yeah, yeah. He came over on my birthday. I was totally sick with the flu. And oh. he was like, oh. he's like, uh, he just builds houses is what he does. He's like. He really is a slumlord. Like, he owns, like, six to seven properties that he rents out. But he does nothing with, because, like, we had a hole in our roof, like, leaking down on us in our bed Jesus. every night. And, like, <laughs> I'd wake up in the middle Even of the night. Even when it wasn't raining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd wake something up weird is just dripping out of there. <laughs> like, this was our living standards. And, um, oh, wow. yeah, so he's like, I'm giving you two months' notice. And we're like, it's uh, not a good time to move in two months. Like, let's just do it now. So we just packed up and tried to find a house as soon as we could. But every house that we'd go to, there'd be, like, competition. There'd be, like, ten people looking at the house. I would go with, like, references and a set of checks and, like, my ID tag from work on me. Oh, wow. Just, like, really <laughs> selling like, a very professional young like, woman. I am professional. Um, yeah, and a lot of these houses were like, oh, but it's only, like, a six-month lease because it's going to be torn down. So you can oh have pets God. and you can do whatever you want, but... 
Just this everything is like, is like a least wrecker party house, basically. Yeah. I don't know. That's gross. So, but we found an awesome house, like, mm-hmm. five minutes from here. And we are hoarders, like, moving. <laughs> we just, like, throw everything, like, random shit in boxes, like, willy-nilly. We're, like, not organized at all. And just, like, huck it into this other house as fast as we can. And, um... Like, literally, half our shit's broken now. So that's helped us get rid of things. It's good. It's good. We don't need it. Like, honestly, we have a basement, and we're so set up and living on the top floor, and we could just burn everything in the basement and not notice that it was gone. Can you... uh, You told me something really interesting about this place that you're now renting, and I would really love it if you would explain the former tenant and uh, her use of the basement, because it was just one of the oddest things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... The lady who used to live actually came by on her bike, or it was the lady's daughter, not sure. And she was just like, well, if there's any mail for me, like, send it out in front of the door. Um, Here's my card. And she gave me a card, and it was like, she's a celebrity impersonator in Vancouver. What? Yeah. (laughs) She, like, dresses like Cher and Sarah Palin and Madonna (laughs) and Britney Spears. Like, Oh, my God. (laughs) Whoa, Sarah Palin and Britney Spears. This this woman has range. (laughs) Right? No kidding. <laughs> but apparently my partner has seen her um, at a show, and she lip syncs. She does actually sing the voices, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I don't know if that lessens the experience or not. I mean, I feel like I could dress like Sarah Palin or Madonna and lip sync. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you? What's stopping you? Right? Yeah. Oh Chase your dreams. Oh, my God. <laughs> I gotta live with intention. <laughs> But she had she used the basement to store her costumes. Yeah, yeah. And so wings. it was like her like dressing room. So there's like tons of built-in cupboard space and like places to hang things. So like oh. the basement's gonna be a really sweet chill space mm-hmm. once we like give it all away to Value Village, so <laughs> or wherever. Right. Not on. that I'm a huge fan of Value Village anymore. Oh, what have they but, done? Oh, they're just like so overpriced and Value Village is overpriced. It is actually. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Value Village is Ooh, ho, ho. Yeah. fancy. But no, I mean, honestly, you can get new clothes cheaper. Wow. It's way too. It's you too heard it here, authentic. folks. It's the most like hipster thing ever to Value, Value Village. Village. And you're on notice. It. They know it. <laughs> They're on notice. Yeah. I used to be able to get, you know, you could make some good jean shorts for like a couple bucks. And uh, now it's like $17 for a pair of jeans or something. Fuck off. That's $17 for jeans? You get that on Old Navy. That's where I get my jeans. Old but Navy. But there's something to be said about jeans that are like already genuinely worn in and like <laughs> trying to fit your butt into someone else's butt. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't really like thinking butts. about like the ghost, <laughs> ghost butts that are in there. The buttception. <laughs> a butt within a butt within a butt. Oh god! There's a there's a local poet called Al Mater who has a song or like a piece called Dead Man's Pants, oh. and the Creaking Planks my band has done a cover of it, and it's just basically like yeah, basically I found these pants at the Sally Ann, and like they used to be a dead guy's, and now I own them, and best of all they're not haunted. <laughs> that you that you know best of, of yeah. all. Best of all, maybe you just don't have the sight. Yeah, it's Aww. possible. Until like a four year old girl screams at you in a grocery store one day, <laughs> like Granddad. <laughs> oh I got genuinely sad. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I got a little real there. My bad. I was like, oh no, that oh. poor little girl. She's having a tough life oh, seeing so... all these ghosts all the time. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so, anyways, the shit in my basement. Yeah. It's not gone. It's still there. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm just like, I was getting super disheartened. I was like, that was this week. This is how oh. my week's going. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was getting super disheartened. I was like, fuck, like, why am I even bothering, like, like, we're just going to have to move again in six months or whatever. Like, 
like why are we putting all this effort into setting shit up because mm-hmm. I have tons of like pictures and art and I like to like really like nestle in yeah but um and then I remembered like all the festivals we go to like Shambhala or like Burning Man like there was this Burning Man where my friend had decided that our camp was gonna be called Pamper Camp and that <laughs> people would come to Pamper Camp feeling like they're gonna get pampered like yeah like a spa camp like we're gonna like <laughs> Paint your toenails. Oh, that would be like, so nice. Yeah, yeah. Wash the dust off of a part exactly. of you. Exactly. <laughs> but no, 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 no. We, you came to our camp for a diaper. <laughs> and, I hate you. <laughs> I hate your camp. <laughs> I hate your diaper camp. Oh my god, we so actually funny. had like a sexy, well, sexy nurse's uniform, but like with these huge like foam empty tits in them, <laughs> and we like filled milk bags with fucking um. Fucking, What's um, that milky drink? The dude loves it. Oh, a white Russian? White Russian. We dude filled them <laughs> We filled them with white Russians with like nipples for bottles sticking oh, sorry, out of the nipples. Milky alcohol in the middle of the goddamn desert. That sounds horrible. A terrible idea. Oh my Plus God. body heat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mikey wore this. So he's going around breastfeeding people. <laughs> like <laughs> You're really throwing him under the bus here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but it's true. Um yeah, but anyways, to prepare for this Burning Man, like, we went to Goodwill and we bought up, oh, we bought up the, all the plush toys we could find at Goodwill that day. It was the Goodwill bins. And we were just, like, scooping up, like, Disney toys, this huge, like, worm, like, we just filled our entire van full of plushy toys. Oh, my God. And we drove them into the middle of the desert. And, <laughs> and we just, like, had them everywhere. Is that and what you guys use for bedding, basically? Everyone just slept on piles of stuffed toys? Yeah, we had a failed... This was year two, and the yurt of year two was a failed yurt. And um, we spent a lot of money with the supplies, but, like, Gorilla Tape melts in the desert. Mm-hmm. And so we had this, like, falling-down yurt full of stuffed animals <laughs> that <laughs> my friend, who didn't even bring a tent, who, like, depended on the yurt as a place to sleep, he used it as a mattress. <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh. A falling oh, down boy. yurt oh, full God. of stuffed toys seems like that would really epitomize Burning Man for me. But. Right, right. And oh, and two camps down, there was the uh, the Satan worshiper camp. I don't know what it was called. They listened to like crazy death metal all night, never stopping the intensity. <laughs> so like that's what we were hearing all night, every night at this camp. Oh, um, that's a long story, but. <laughs> But, um, yeah, like, shit, like, we put all this effort into this camp, and what was that, for, like, three days, a week? Right, so then right? setting up your house, you're like, you know what, we're like, gonna be shit. here for way longer. Right, like, even if it was for just a week, like, why wouldn't we put everything into that? That's why wouldn't sweet. we make it, like, the best camp ever? Yeah, you're definitely somebody yeah. who likes, like, who's really invested in their environment. Totally. And I think that's really, that's a cool thing to, to do, because I've lived in, a, I own a place, and I've lived there for like 14 months I haven't put any art up in the walls at all almost because it just seems like such a well thank you for your help on that as well (laughs) our special guest helped me paint my house (laughs) (laughs) that's why she's so special (laughs) for many reasons but well my partner is my partner is a cut master Mike he's the all about the perimeter, and then of, I'm of the, the roller, job. the big roller Sally. Yeah, <laughs> the me. big roller Sally, which is a very <laughs> common term we all use. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that term, <laughs> big roller Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Think you got to slow that big roller down. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my god. I'm gonna have that song stuck in my head now, and I hate you for it. Mustang Sally. I hate it so much. You hate Mustang. What a song to hate. There's so many. Mo- How about some Smash Mouth All Star? Um, I just hear Mustang Sally a lot in my daily life for yeah. some reason. Well, that's fun. That's yeah. weird. I don't know. It just seems like it's always on. It's like an integrated part of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like, oh it's, oh, it's the Mustang Sally hour. I'm just going to check out for a yeah. minute. Oh, oh God. Lord. Anyway. So, yeah. you're, you decided to actually nestle into this place. Then, yeah, and Make yeah. it your own, regardless of how long home. you're going to be there. Yeah. I think that's a good attitude to yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Make a sweet camp. Um, we'll have... A uh, housewarming party. Ooh. Yeah, you should, everyone's you invited. Everyone's <laughs> invited. <laughs> this, this episode will come out long after that party is <laughs> So come on over. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, so um, do you want to hear? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say, do you want to hear like my gross pretty man story that's like actually not drug related? Um, maybe not. If it's the gross one I'm thinking of, maybe not that one. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty funny, but it's also really gross. <laughs> well. We got a nurse. I mean, you're you're a healthcare worker. Yeah. I mean, you know the story. I do. Okay, uh, I, I thought maybe it would be good to it would be good to like give us just a little bit of background, like what what draws you to the like sort of raves and festivals and that sort of thing. Because you and I are, are very close and have been for a long time, but we're so different in that regard. And that like yeah. I is my nightmare to go to Burning Man. Like it feels like that's something that I would have to do as penance for doing something horrible. Uh, and you have loved it in the well, past. Don't get me so, like, wrong, I hate Burning Man. <laughs> well, we'll get into that. But okay. like, what, what, where what was the birthplace of of this like? drive for you of, of like of like you know parties and drugs and and staying up till you know 12 o'clock the next day i guess i've just always wanted to be cool <laughs> Aww, wow, that's really fucking poignant actually i don't know like that in my mind like i was like i'm the type of person who wants to experience as much as possible like bring mm-hmm. it on like pummel the senses <laughs> and um i guess that that this was the means i i don't like bad vibes. I don't like hatred. I, I don't like hanging around people. Do you, would you say that you like peace, love, unity, and respect? Poor <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, I don't know. I think coming from youth group, like, mm-hmm. it's Which like all about, like, how we know each other. Yeah, it's about finding a third space, like, a space away from home, away from work, where, like, you just get to be you, and um, hmm. we were used to community and, like, friends, and, like, loving one another like yeah. you know and so i still although i didn't believe in like the hokey like jesus part sorry keep banging the table um <laughs> the hokey jesus part like you do the hokey jesus <laughs> you, put you put yourself on the cross <laughs> no. Oh, no sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry jesus no you know i'm spiritual like <laughs> Um, I'll say that's how I got into going to raves. I went to a lot of raves when I was in high school. Yeah. And I was always, like, the sober friend who would drive people home, and I just really loved getting into, like, big cuddle puddles. Yeah. Like, hanging out with really sweet people and, like, meeting straight. Like, we'd go to all these different little halls all over, like, Vancouver Island and Mm -hmm. the Sunshine Coast, and you just meet really sweet people. Totally. You know, that were just there to, like, party, listen to music, and just hang out and be very sweet. And it would just be like, hey, as soon as I meet you, I'm going to hug you. Oh, my God. Those are the best And it was so loving and so great. And so then I was always, like, my role here is to just, like... (laughs) I was, like, so high on the music, mm-hmm. you know, and then yeah. just take care of all my friends who were, like, high Absolutely. on drugs. 
and I'm just look after them and then drive them home safely. Yeah. <laughs> and I really loved that. But that was your that. purpose. Yeah. Like, you found, like, purpose and meaning in that. Mm-hmm. That's And totally I like what special. you said about the third space. Like, not school. And then I also had, like, orchestra when I was in high school. And that was, like, early mornings with adults, like, playing music. And then this is a place to, like, go be with people my own age and, like, make crazy outfits and yeah, party yeah. and cuddle. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, the crafting involved mm-hmm. and, like... And just, like, the beauty and, like, colors and costumes and... People making pants out yeah. of stuffed... Piles of stuffed animals. Yeah, yeah and, man. And, and it really... Tops like, and in yeah. terms of just, like, gender exploration as well, it was a big thing, too, where it's, like, there weren't, like, super masculine men... Mm-hmm. There, Basically it was look like, like the cast of Hackers always at a rave, which like 1995's Hackers starring yeah. Johnny Lee Miller or and people, Angelina Jolie. Or people that like really relate to one kind of animal yeah. and like, so you mean you, like a, a have furry? a guy who thinks, well, not quite. I like a semi-furry? <laughs> like wearing like fun fur overalls with a tail yeah. and like little yeah. ears. Yeah. Or, or like, yeah, or like the guy who like thinks he's a cat and he's like yeah. very slight. You're describing a furry, I believe. Okay. No, <laughs> but they were there like There are no plastic abs involved and no full helmets. <laughs> this is an important Come on. distinction. We, no full helmets. We know from furries, yeah. We know. We, like, you know what? You're like right. You know. We've met furries. Yeah. We've that, met real furries. That, like, yeah. fox guy that cuddles people at all the... Oh, the husky. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard he's not very nice. Oh, dear. That's disappointing. Okay. Husky, <laughs> you're on blast. You're on blast. <laughs> Furry husky guy. <laughs> but uh, I just really enjoyed that as a place of, like, sort of belonging. Totally. And that was, like... But now, like, I feel like I've really moved out of that. Like, I went to a lot more parties when I was younger, and now I'm just, like, I'm not a joiner. I don't like being in this group. Everyone here is dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And I love everyone that goes to festivals. Just when I get there, I'm really cranky. It's like, I hate the group think. Yeah. yeah. And it's not even group think. Think. And yeah. like, as much as I espouse, like, I love collective values and community. I love community. Yes, but like, for some reason, when people are so into the community and building this like one weekend, I think I feel the opposite of you, where it's like, let's make this the best we can. I'm like, well, this isn't sustainable. This isn't long term. Huh. Like, I think it's yeah. over too fast, and then we just all go back to like being jerks. Wow. <laughs> and that's definitely what I felt at Burning Man, where it was right. like a lot of really rich people come here. And they build up this whole thing, and it's this amazing it's event, and they're so RV generous. It's yeah, but like, then then they leave, and they're like fucking dot com assholes for the rest of the year. But they're so nice here. I don't know. You I, just really tapped into something that's super uh, that really clarified for me because I just always thought I was a curmudgeon, and I think because um, well, we've known. <laughs> I mean, Je- Jeannie and I have known each other for for ye- a very long time, and like went through our teen years together. And I like never went to raves or anything because, and I did not have strict parents at all. Mm -hmm. They probably wouldn't have kicked up any shit about it, but in my mind, I was like, I can't break rules. I can't, like, do drugs or stay out too late or whatever. I was going to get in trouble, and that was so frightening to me. And I still kind of feel that way going to anything that's loud, like, oh, it's loud. People are going to be upset about how loud it is or or whatever. But, but, But it's not just that. It was never just that. And what you said about how, you know, this isn't sustainable. There's something in me that just uh, interprets truth as being something that is enduring rather than, and that's not necessarily actually true, I don't Mm -hmm. think. You know, I think that there's value in both of your perspectives. Yeah. And I think I just basically spit that thought out of my brain. I don't know how much I believe it. I I mean, no, it was really useful to me, though. Yeah, so. but I, I, think I think that's maybe why. people, like, cling on. They like that temporariness. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, they find beauty in the fact that they're just, like, setting up this kingdom, and then they're running away from it and burning it. But, like, <laughs> but, like it's true, man. Like, mm-hmm. 
we are all like, oh, we leave no trace. We leave it totally pristine. And then what? We go to Reno. We fucking dump all our garbage there. Like, we're still creating the same fucking amount of garbage. Whoa. Yeah. This is some truth. That, that you garbage are is going back into the environment no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's all plastic shit. It's like, just shove it up your ass, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, burning man. Oh, burning man. So, yeah, uh, do you have, uh, I kind of derailed your origin story, oh, no, but no. I really. Well, okay, so yeah. the origin, yeah, anyways, so what you're describing, because it sounds like you were in Seashells or like. Gibsons, yeah. Gibsons, okay. That kind of party is like just that is sustainable they're so sweet it's so sustainable like it's nothing but love i started in vancouver and we would go to the plaza of nations which mm-hmm. is now a casino which yeah. is funny is i actually went in there and i immediately had to poop because i was like <laughs> ecstasy poops like immediately was like i feel high already and i just entered the building like it's so placebo because i went to so many parties there yeah and oh, it's um it's like pavlovian I it is yeah, totally. pavlovian oh god but um <laughs> so if you're ever blocked up i guess just get on down to the plaza of nations <laughs> Just hot tips for you. (laughs) You're listening to Pooping at the Plaza of Nations. (laughs) Oh, my God. But then, I mean, that was interesting in itself. I mean, it was... It seemed high-value production. Like, like the lasers. There were were these big companies that would put out... Like party notices and be like, we'll tell you the date on the day of, and it's super secret, even though it's in this very public place. It's yeah. very obviously a party, totally. and it was like super exclusive, but it wasn't because tons of people were there, and just really made it feel like it was this mm-hmm. big thing. Like I went to a rave over at the PE for like Y two K. Right, it was ah, so amazing. Yes. I went to church, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know we just uh, like it was a huge, huge thing with like sixteen rooms and all kinds yeah. of different vibes in each thing. Like those are it's. Pretty pretty great yeah you know but yeah so it was you like, went to those... it was kind of like really all about the light shows mm-hmm. and like people sucking on soothers and the fucking like biggest pants you've ever seen and like there was also this like kind of grit about it too mm-hmm. being in vancouver there was a lot of like older people there when you were a kid that was like oh shit and like <laughs> and um big time yeah yeah and uh like families of um, immigrants, like, yeah, I remember seeing, like, an entire, like, like, it looked like a grandma and a dad and maybe what? a son, like, lying on the floor with their heads together, like, on, like, the trance dance floor, like, like what? <laughs> I wrote a poem about that, too, actually, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, like, there was, like, at a rave. Such, were they, having, rave, were they having freaking fun? Rave. I, were they on drugs? Or, like, I'm what pretty sure. I can verify this information as well. I'll find someone who will be like, it's true. It's true. Like, Citation. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, footnotes. We're not, so we're not that official. Yeah. That guy. That guy. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's uh, not quite a furry Carl. <laughs> you can tell because he's just got the ear things on. It's not a full headpiece. <laughs> no full helmets. Not a furry. He's just sort of furry. He's just fuzzy. He's a he's fuzzy. He's he's, a, he's legit. Carl knows what's up. It's okay. He's hanging the Zantons uncle <laughs> on the dance floor. Oh my goodness! I swear. Like and so yeah, it was just an it was because of that mix of cultures. I would say like there was still a bit of strangeness. Like I felt the love mm-hmm. very synthetically, mm-hmm. but like once it, I went to the island, it was mm-hmm. like a whole other type of love. Yeah. Like yeah. it it wasn't so much about the lasers. I like. 
I was invited to this party, like, group of people. It was called the Society for the Perpetuation of Empathic Citizens. Wow. It was the spec. See, the that sounds like something I would love to be involved in. Oh, my God. I love all of those things. Oh, yeah. And it was, We like, show up, oh, it sucks. <laughs> Someone's trying to reiki me, like, every second. Stop trying to reiki me, Barbara. Was, oh, my God. It was just, like... <laughs> what? <laughs> Barbara cannot stop reikiing. <laughs> um, so you were on the island spec, for spec. Spec. And it was literally an acid party, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it was this trance and this, like, older French guy named Jean oh. going around giving people dropper acid under their tongue. And, like, we would just lose our shit together. And, like, of all ages. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was very... I made a lot of friends. And they were, like, <laughs> real-life friends as well. And, like all have become talented, successful people today. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I just felt so included and I felt like so Mm -hmm. happy. It was my first time moving away from home. And I lived in this like amazing house of people that just worked really well together. (laughs) And so at that time, I wouldn't say like, I knew I liked break beats and I knew I liked some drum and bass, but I don't know if I was as into the music Mm -hmm. as just like the feeling. Mm -hmm. Right. I love that ditchy house you lived in. I won't call it by name, but I remember it. And I do remember when I went to visit you when I was 19. And uh, there was a guy who'd, like, thrown his back out. So he spent the whole time that I was there, he just laid on a massage table the entire time. (laughs) And he was just, like, this indolent, gorgeous man who never wore anything Uh, other than a pair of shorts. And I was like, I love being an adult. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to touch this handsome man. Oh, my God. Was he just welcoming massages? Well, yeah. And it is a skill I have. Oh, yeah. Smart. Yeah. That guy. I was, he I was really good like, for my self-esteem. Every morning, walk around this house in his, like, flimsy pajama pants with, with like, a, a raging boner. boner. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> just, like, whatever. <laughs> Fucking hippies. Yeah, man. I, uh, being confident in your body is such just, a joy. <laughs> just confident in your boner. <laughs> I would. Yeah. If I could. Yeah. Um, can I ask you, did you have a rave book? Like, where you would bring a notebook to a rave and then everyone would just write stuff in it for you. And so, like, you would get the most amazing compliments from people. I still have mm-hmm. mine. Wow. I still have, have some, one? Oh, yeah. Some notes, <laughs> and especially from, from Burning Man, because that was the most recent sort of thing that I went to. That was in 2007. So, like, it's been a fucking long time. Mm. But some of my ones from high school times, like, people would take your book and you'd pass it around and they'd just be like... I really see you and they'd write down like what they see in you and like I really loved like how passionate you were about the music like your face was glowing you're just so full of love yeah. I really like oh, no, no. and like, like it was so special there were people that you just met right yeah. and they're like oh, very authentic nostalgic. like Aww. super authentic love notes yeah I totally had a book mm-hmm. yeah I, I haven't so read cute. my book in a long time I don't know if I still have it mm-hmm. actually um yeah and I haven't brought a book I guess I'm a little like I feel now this uh, last Shambhala was my ninth Shambhala and I felt like a little put off by like the newbies and I had to like, I had to like check myself. There is that like feeling of responsibility when you bring people to these places. Like Mm. there was a lot of people coming out to Shambhala this year because of my wedding 
And was it some of their first times too? Oh, or like, everybody's first. Oh time. wow! Oh my god! It was like that is a lot of camp. that's a lot of pressure. Okay, so like, yeah. you know how people are like, oh, destination wedding, I have to go to like Mexico and blah. blah. You're like, okay, come to Shambhala where you have to live in a tent and do lots of drugs with me, <laughs> right? Where you're gonna be disturbed because you're about to see like the seediest side of society, <laughs> like, like. They have, like, a whole fake hospital set up because they're expecting people to overdose. Because I remember I went there one year. I've only gone to all these big parties once, and I'm like, yeah. nope. Never but again. I, like to, I like to go because I yeah. like to judge for myself. But Judge for myself. You know what I mean? I like to experience it for myself. <laughs> She's, like, standing there in the corner. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> speaking of having responsibility for people, like, my friend Noelle took me, and it was, like, a weird scene. She knew all these people like, in a different kind of path, I guess, and they were, like, yeah. all doing acid and, like, all doing kinds of stuff, and we fucked up our drug order, oh. so we did ecstasy before we did mushrooms, so we were just, like, Uh-oh. depressed and really, like, tripping out. Oof. But, like, I remember so many beautiful parts of Shambhala, because it's yeah. right on a river, it's this yeah. beautiful forest, there's, like, an Ewok village and, like, all these cool oh, yeah. stages, like, playing in the woods was really special for me, and that was the thing that I've taken away from, like, I would love to do more festival stuff if there's more quiet spaces in the woods. So, like, right. the Bonfire Festival in Gibson's used to be really beautiful, and mm-hmm. now it's shut down. Yeah. Like, all these cool things where it's, like, have one or two stages. Oh, they're out there, though. And then, like, quiet places to just, like, play in the woods with, like, cool lit-up pathways that you would go exploring in. And, like, Ooh. I love that shit. Pretty, I love actually, playing in the this woods. This year online, I it's probably sold out now, but there mm. is, like, it's, like, camp for ravers and like during the day they have activities and like games make a god's eye (laughs) yeah yeah and they have like yoga classes and meditation and um but also like field games and crafts and stuff and then at night it's a rave and so that sounds really fun actually yeah Yeah. i mean it's british columbia man like it's got that like the northwest scene is definitely the most like diverse as far as meeting the needs of all different kinds of partiers. Because mm-hmm. um, you can set up in these really cool, complex forest networks, right? And you can yeah. have, like, different stages hidden in different places and little pathways between each of them with, like, people leading you around with beautiful lanterns everywhere Dude, and stuff. I went to a party like that at UBC. Yes. Wow. Like, the That's beach. where I used to do mushrooms yeah. all the time was at UBC. You'd, oh you'd jump over the wall and you'd get into the Japanese gardens and you'd roam there for a while and then you'd go down to Rec Beach afterwards. Nice. That's beautiful. Or you'd oh. go to the library and just get lost in the children's book section. <laughs> Righteous. <laughs> yeah, no, there, it was like actually like a rave um, on the beaches, like between Rec Beach and there's another beach or whatever. Tower Beach? Yeah. You yeah. To, there's no stairs. You just like walk through a trail down the hill. Um, and it was epic, and then it was busted by the cops at, like, 6 a.m., and they all came in on rafts, on, like, Zodiacs, <laughs> like, hovercraft. Yeah, yeah, like, hovercraft in at 6 in the morning, and you were like, run away, drive home, <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, that just that shows, seems like, like, a great idea. Yeah, like, right? they're, the cops' poor planning, where it's like, let's just let these kids, like, you're on this remote beach, you're not gonna go anywhere, you're not gonna hurt anybody, mm-hmm. maybe some people will go swimming, but, like. That's it, you know? And it's like if you chase people out of a place, they're going to, yeah, drive somewhere or go somewhere else where it's, like, more dangerous. Totally. Big, big harm totally. reduction. Totally. Oh, always there with the harm reduction there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. You don't want nobody to die. Yeah. Well, yeah that's no, it's, true. It's go it's figure. True, I'm all, yeah. Go fucking figure. Harm reduction for life. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. It's important. Yeah. Because God knows we won't stop doing these things that are dangerous for us. Well, and I'm Shambhala. Harm reduction. They have a whole team of people that 
you scratch off a little bit of your pill and they do like a litmus test on the oh. pill and they will tell you the purity of your pill and like what it's cut with according to the colors that it changes. Oh. It's um yeah, so then yeah. you know how much speed you have in your MDMA. Yeah, you're like, like I, well, this actually happened. I found this bag of pills by the river. Let's go <laughs> see how good they are. <laughs> I got this bag of pills down by the river. But isn't that so awesome that you can get them tested? Because otherwise you'd be like, right? well, we found this bag of pills. pills. Let's just take them. And then we all die. Or God forbid we <laughs> waste the pills we found down by the river. Oh, no, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> that would be a fool's errand. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so free drugs. You know, so then you found them, you got them tested, and they were okay? You had fun? I'm pretty... I actually know. I think we got rid of them. Okay. <laughs> we were good. They were yeah. bad. Yeah. They no, were bad drugs. I, you know what? I do. I try to be responsible. Mm-hmm. I'm a responsible partier. Um, I feel like I have a strong constitution also. <laughs> so I like... I do like to push the limit. Um, I believe that going temporarily insane is a very enlightening thing. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly think that... I can make sense of the world because it, I've opened my mind of thinking about it in to the insensibility. Yeah, like exactly. Like it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I like yeah. it. Nice. Do you uh, guys want to take a little break? Sure. Just to air out the room yeah, and get totally. some water. Let's do it. Yeah. Sweat box in here. It's like fucking that. Burning Man. <laughs> like, Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna eat some of that Chicago mix. Okay. Offset some of this wine. Okay. <laughs> We are back. So, Jeannie, if that is your real name, <laughs> which it is not, <laughs> we uh, we were just chatting about maybe some other stories that you have from some stuff. Well, <laughs> I, uh, I got a lot of stuff you wanted to tell stories. you wanted to tell us the uh, the the questionable Burning Man story. The one where I thought it might be too gross. Okay, yeah. So, like, rewind it back to the beginning of this podcast when I mentioned mm-hmm. about Burning Man and Pamper Camp mm-hmm. and uh, content warning <laughs> medical stuff, I guess. Medical stuff. Medical but, stuff. But stuff. It's just anatomy and it's something that happens to a lot of people. And actually, when bringing it up, <laughs> when bringing it up um, to defensive people. Much? No, 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 no. When bringing it up to friends at work or whatever, like people that. I mean, I kind of like the shock value of it. I'm not going to lie. So I'll tell it to people that I'm not sure if, how they're going to react. And a lot of people are like, oh, man, that happened to me, too. Like, I got oh. a butt abscess once. Like, you know. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> this is about a butt abscess. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so went to Burning Man. Like, my first Burning Man was a fucking, like, life-changing experience. Like, mm-hmm. it was really just a crazy turning point in my life, like, Anyways, yeah, I just, everything about the first Burning Man was amazing and, like, blew my mind to a point where, like, I completely did a 180 and started walking another way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and I fell in love, like, crazy love, where, I don't know, I don't know if a lot of people, well, I hope a lot of people get to experience this, mm. but um, hmm. where it was just like, I'm going to do I'm going to change my entire life for this. Like, this is what I want. Um, so, then, yeah. So, we had a lot of expectations going to the next Burning Man. Like, <laughs> being like, oh, man. Like, and that was, like, where we fell in love. And now we're going back. And we've been together ever since. And um, we go. And I'd gone to Shambhala, too. I do this because I never miss Shambhala. So, I always end up doing a Shambhala Burning Man turnaround, which is, like, two weeks. Yikes. In the same month. So... <laughs> So, yeah, 
at Shambhala, I remember the end of Shambhala being like, man, like, I'm really constipated. And, like, going around to other camps. You just need I, to go to the Plaza of Nations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. We've established that. Yeah, and going around to camps and being like, hey, like, do you guys have any laxatives? And like, people totally expecting me at 6 in the morning to be looking for cocaine or something to keep them going. But no, laxatives. And sure enough, some people had a bag of fiber, I guess. and um, <laughs> Just a bag of fiber. Just that they had, no, it was just like the cult. clear fiber shit that you just like... Mm, disappears Metamucil. In your, fiber one or yeah, something? but yeah. unflavored. <laughs> so anyways, driving to Burning Man, um, we bought my van. That's another thing I hate about Burning Man. It's like, mm-hmm. like I want to bring my camper van. That's why I have a camper van. And the dust there eats it and mm-hmm. completely destroys your engine and just, like, is the worst thing on your vehicle. So, anyways, we brought our van, our beloved van, has no air conditioning. And um, on the way, I was just like, fuck, like, it hurts to sit. Like, I can't even sit on my katushi right now. Like, <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then we get to Burning Man. We're trying to show our friend who's never been to Burning Man, like, how great it is. But he keeps getting nosebleeds because <laughs> it's so dry. That's what happened to me. That's why yeah. I fucking hate Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, but it's such a good time. And then, um, <laughs> Gushing blood from the face. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, for seven days straight. It's horrible. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm so passionate like, about my Burning Man. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, no, literally, like, the skin breaks inside your nose. Yeah open and it can't heal has doesn't have like enough moisture as oh a, for a healing Oof. bed um so yeah and we're supposed to ride our bikes like burning man is about riding your bike like that mm-hmm. is it it's like you are a mad max team of like crazy cyclers like going through the desert with your goggles on and your handkerchiefs mm-hmm. and, and like, it's such a huge camp that even to get around to anything you need to be on a bike because mm-hmm. I tried walking around mm-hmm. we bought we bought tiny bikes in Seattle that we strapped to our car um, or no in Portland um, we bought tiny bikes and took them down and this tiny bike was so difficult to ride that I was so tired so then I tried walking around and it was just like no you can't walk there's too much stuff it's too far apart so I just like rode yeah. this tiny bicycle because it was way easy. <laughs> but at least like people probably thought it was like an art piece or something. <laughs> well, because everyone's like, "Oh, ride a tiny bike!" Because yeah, everyone just rode them standing up, so but my cool. legs were too short that I had to sit. Anyway, so you, <laughs> you need to be you need practicality. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So anyway, you were having like kind oh. of a difficult situation. You're your riding your bicycle. Oh yeah, yeah. So I can't ride my bike. I couldn't ride it, and um, my butt was hurting really bad, and I um. I'd put hot compresses on it. I had just gotten a tattoo, gone horribly wrong. Like, oh. this was, like, the Quasimodo of tattoos at one point. It was just, like, scabbed. Like, one eye was literally, like, that big. You were allergic to one of the p- pigments in it or something, yeah, right? Something yeah, something bad happened. It was really gnarly. And this was just before I was leaving for Burning Man. I did a whole course of antibiotics already. Oh, my god! And I have this thing in my butt. So I'm like, shit, like, no antibiotics are going to kill it. Like, I'm antibiotic resistant. But bacteria. And, <laughs> so... I went in an art car. Our friends had an art car. Fuck and they off. drove me to... No, art cars are the big... I know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> it was a helicopter, like a little helicopter art car. Um, and he drove me to the Rampart Hospital, which is like the volunteer hospital at Burning Man. It's the only place in the USA where you can get free health care. Um, <laughs> Burn, <laughs> um, United States. Oh, um... Yeah, and I go there, and he's like, oh, here, I'm going to give you this thing of antibiotics, but you should probably leave the party early and get the rest of the antibiotics. 
And I'm like, okay. And I'm, I'm too nice to, like, argue with the doctor. So mm. I'm, like, leaving and I'm looking, like, wait a minute. This is the antibiotics I just completed. Like, these are not going to do shit. Right. Um, so I went back. And I got a different doctor. And he was like, lucky for you, I am the abscess specialist of Las Vegas. And I'm like, what? Wow, what he's a... Like, and then he's like, and Las Vegas is the abscess capital of the USA. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who not knew? Surprised. Not, not surprised. Not at all shocked. People on their ass, like, Gambler. drinking and smoking and gambling yeah. all day. Like, that is recipe for ass abscess. Mm. Really? And now you know, of that. everybody. Yeah. yeah, now you know. Get up and move around. Stretch your legs. <laughs> on your feet. You're just suffocating <laughs> the skin down there. But um, so he brought us to the back portable at Burning Man, and oh, he, like in high school, like where yeah. the band room is. <laughs> totally. Oh, no. And he like he like gave me some lidocaine around it, and he said to my partner, he's like, "Well, better get your goggles on." No. <laughs> <laughs> and I was lanced. Oh. Anyway, so he was like, well, this is the dirtiest possible place this could happen. And since you're just using outhouses, there's no point in putting a dressing on this because that's just going to, like, keep the bacteria in. So we'll just, like, air it out. And oh, God. So oh, I God. had, like, surgery. And I had, like, an open wound. Like, and I, we were, like, parked. We had worked so hard to have, like, this camp. Uh, on the main road, on the inside of the circle, but you were, like, blocked in. There's right. no fucking way you're going to get out of there, so... Oh, my God. You had, like, frontier surgery, basically. <laughs> like, he could have just had you bite down on a belt. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, and then, like, I got home, and I actually had to get surgery. Wow. Yeah, but... But it's all better now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is it, like, a, sp- a spotless butt? But this is how... Okay. It's... I won't go totally gross, but, um... I had the surgery, I had a bandage, the bandage wouldn't rip off properly, like, and every time I went to the bathroom, I'd have to have it changed, and so my now husband was taught by a home nurse how to do my butt dressing, and he would do my butt dressing every time I had a bowel movement. And that is love. That is love. This was before you got married, too. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and now he's going to be a professional health care taker nice. person. Nice. <laughs> wow, and sweet. He's like, found he found each other and he found himself. He loves, he loves wound care. Wow. <laughs> and that's because he fell in love with your butt first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You got to find an ass that you like. <laughs> and go from there. Yeah, man. Be willing Aww. to go through the shit for it. <laughs> yeah, but there's like, yeah, there's no amount of drugs that like take that pain away. Mm. No. At Burning Man. Wow. And yeah, I just remember doing them anyway. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and wandering through the desert and not being able to find one fun thing to do for an entire night. Not we even like, not even Flame Dance Dance Revolution. It was like a whiteout dust storm. Right. And we could have been walking in like a kilometer circle and we wouldn't have known. Like we were so lost in the desert. In pain. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why are we doing this to ourselves? <laughs> I just, like, I, the environment of Burning Man, just because I was born and raised on the West Coast, like, I need moisture. Yeah. And this is the antithesis of moisture because the, like, it's all set on this big old salt lake, right? right. So, like, the, the soil like itself... Alkali is, flats. Yeah, basically. basically. The soil itself is so alkaline that when it gets into your skin, it, like, burns things, right? Yeah, and you're just like... 
take me home to the paradise city Basically. where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. <laughs> oh, some... would you please take me home? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to pay for the rights to that. Nope. Because we can't afford Not it. Not going to do it. That would Come be. at me, Axel Rose. Come I'm at me. sure I got the lyrics wrong. He wouldn't wrong. show up. I wouldn't worry yeah, about exactly. it. <laughs> Vancouver 1994, burn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or that other time. <laughs> 1998, um, I think 94 was the uh, Canucks riot, actually. I'm getting my riot. <laughs> my riot history. But I'm, I'm just a real well, riot actually. historian, you know? <laughs> the funny thing is, I met a lot of burners before I went to Burning Man, and I actually learned the term glitter pony. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. Glitter pony. Explain. Um, It's like people who go with their finest, their fucking... Glitter ponies, like they're theatrical, they probably play the accordion and wear a tail and are like just so a caricature of themselves and mm-hmm. um, just them to the nth degree. Yeah, basically. And like, to the I'm point, gonna play out my wildest fantasies yeah, here, and, but then, but not just here, but I think that they've brought it now into like real life as well. And mm-hmm. like a lot of them are products of wealth I think like have a background of wealth because they're able to spend this money like have mm-hmm. you ever like actually shopped at like a hippie bazaar or like um I don't know what you call it like leather and feather mm-hmm. you like, know what I mean any of those like, like fancy there's even they, like, there's one called like yeah, the rabbit punk that's yeah. the word and like so expensive this shit mm-hmm. and so anyways I met like a whole circus of these type of people while uh, doing lighting for a party in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. My brass goggles! I, I want you to tell yeah. the story, but I also want to yeah. say, for the record, this is how much it cost me to go to Burning Man. So, including my ticket, we had to rent a car, um, and it was like a zip car thing because so that we could cross the border on like a car rental. Oh. And we stopped in Portland for one night, and then we just like drove down. It was just me and a friend of mine because we like got in a fight with the other people we were going down with. And... Uh, then all of the supplies that we needed to have. I didn't even bring a tent. I just slept in the car. So I had minimal construction oh. setup. It cost me $1,200. Wow. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck. For one yeah. person. For too. one person. Yeah. It was really awful. It's crazy. I just it's bled so from expensive. the face the entire time. And I just bled, I bled from the face for seven days straight. Yeah. And then every winter I get a massive nosebleed that gushes for two days because... Because you got that alkaline plaid. Yeah, I'm still... 2007, I go through my pile of CDs that I took in the car. It still has playa dust on it. It's in my attic and I can pick them up and they get that fine talcum powder. Like Forever! Everywhere. Wow. Forever. I'm so glad I've never gone, you guys. I'm so glad that I've never gone. But then there's parties that are local. (laughs) I think you're right that the party's on the west coast because like it's in the environment that I love. So like the ones in Bellingham Ham, all the ones up the west coast where you yeah. get to like swim oh, and yeah. water like everything with like water and trees is beautiful. Like to so, like burn in the forest basically. <laughs> in the forest, yeah. I went to a party on the um, Olympic Peninsula the very mm. tip of it. Oh, what is it called? I can't remember. Just tip. That's yeah, probably what it was called, right? Just the tip of Olympia <laughs> on, um, on native ground and it was a very like family oriented. It was the only rave my dog's ever been to. Um, <laughs> Which was hilarious because we brought him and um, my partner met up with me like after I was already there. And it was funny because at first he was like super afraid and like there's all these loud sounds and people being crazy. And then he realized that like all of it was good and it was all about him. And so he, we were kind of like camped beside the path to the beach and there was a beach stage so we had a lot of traffic. He would stand in the middle of the path being like, you're going to pet me. 
you're gonna pay you're gonna pay <laughs> like to every single person this like, dog just got all to the, the love <laughs> this dog is the best dog by the end of it he was on the dance floor at the beach stage digging holes <laughs> he oh, was someone like, can break an ankle good I'm just kidding sorry you're a resident curmudgeon I'm I'm getting turned around and I kind of want to go to parties now but it's like the environment needs to be right so in Hawaii I imagine it being tropical quite a bit more moist over humid we had no idea what we were getting into like I don't even know who got this contract but (laughs) my it was my ex and he was a lighting guy he is a lighting guy still Mm -hmm. um and we kind of like did the evolution of rave together because we met very young and um I brought him to spec parties in fact like our first party together was a spec party in Victoria um yeah so it was a lighting gig uh at this crazy hotel in Hawaii on the big island Kona on the dry side and it's a Hilton it's like the biggest Hilton in North America and it's got like <laughs> this it's got also the largest Asian art collection in North America apparently wow. and it's like hallways of this it. art and you can there's like seven different hotels and there's dolphins and there's a, a lagoon with sea turtles oh, and there's word. like as every hotel has like you know the ballrooms <laughs> mm-hmm. like for things like events and um you could take a tram to the, your hotel, or you could take the moat on a boat, or you oh, could walk. boat on the moat. Yeah, boat oh. on the moat. Well, who the fuck's gonna walk after they've been <laughs> yeah. given the moat boat option? Exactly. So I wish we had a moat. And we were super fortunate. We, we do. It's called the the sea. It's called the, the whole sea. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, we were super fortunate. Like, we got to stay there for free. Like, mm. the only thing we paid was my plane ticket because I was kind of piggybacking on mm-hmm. the gig. Mm-hmm. And um, so rumor has it, and I couldn't verify it the other day. <laughs> I was asking my ex because I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the Hawaii story. <laughs> and he's like, and I, I said, um, so is this true? Is this true? And he couldn't really, he said some of it's not true, but in my head, this is the way it was. <laughs> um, the guy who was throwing the party, it was called the Visionary Arts Festival or yeah, Visionary Arts Festival. He was the son of the family that owns Campbell Soup. So he was the ah. richest fucking powerful hippie you ever met. <laughs> and he carried a sword on him everywhere he went. Oh, and he, my God. So that he could cut through injustice. That's what he would say. No! Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, he <laughs> he or had a penthouse okay? suite. Yeah, that's so funny. Okay. He, he what fucking, a douche. He fucking got all these people, like these glitter ponies... From Burning Man to um, to fly to Hawaii and like spend however much money to stay in these hotel rooms, and he got like a penthouse suite, and he had like immediately made like the middle coffee table like covered in sand with deer horns and skulls and crystals. Hey, and cool. I mean, we're into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and he had like maidens like around his penthouse serving him food. Do they have those like like, two horn cone hats with the veils coming off? Pretty much. That should be pretty good. Oh my god. Nice princess cone hat. Yeah. And (laughs) he was like talking about how this was going to change the world. In the meantime, like... Oh man. Yeah, go ahead. ahead. Just like... I love the aesthetic of it all. I really do. Like, we're big on hedonism here, and we love beautiful sandy beach, but when it's just like, I'm rich, I'm going to create this fantasy, and I'm going to change the world by making it all about peace and love, well, 
but everyone's just serving me doing stuff. It's kind of like, well, well it's going to change your life for the better. Exactly. Everyone else that's working for you is going to get a paycheck, I hope. Hey, I was just <laughs> in it for the free trip to Hawaii. Fucking okay, a. I had nothing to do with this guy. No, I'm, we, I'm all we glad. did was make fun of him the moment we closed the door. <laughs> One of my favorite things is piggybacking on like going to interesting events and gigs and getting to like have access yeah, to stuff that I never really totally. would. And it's like, this is an environment that I would never be invited to. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm going to eat everything this at this is, breakfast buffet. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm interested in this, but I'm just not going to like, I like to stand back and watch it happen. Cool. Like, um, yeah, he had like gotten these all these monks from Southeast Asia to come. Fuck. To like talk at the visionaries, <laughs> and they had a lot of really, really fucking amazing I psychedelic bet. art. Like psychedelic art is where you can like stand like nose to the wall and like get sucked into a tiny little like vortex, like within the painting, like sober you, man. Oh, okay. I was, like well, I was and gonna, no, I was gonna clarify. Psychedelic drugs totally enhancing the experience, <laughs> and like magnifies it times a million. But like. Ultimately, this is amazing art to begin yeah. with. Like, it is. But, I mean, also, he had all these, like, DJs, and um, it was a rave. It was totally a rave. He was just, like, somehow disguising it as an arts festival to, like, pull it off at this, like, crazy hotel. He got a lot of grants. Oh, my God. <laughs> or whatever. And, yeah. And so we... Or just soup money. Like, just... just soup money. Just to give you an idea, like... like cream of mushroom skrilla. Yeah. <laughs> Low sodium tomato money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, no, it's all good. Um, <laughs> that beef vegetable barley money. <laughs> you gotta show me that green, that cream of broccoli. <laughs> He's just oh making a rave where you put the money in your head and you spread it up. Like There's just so soup much labels. soup in his hand. <laughs> Hucking cans. Oh my God, you're in tears. <laughs> Thinking about making it rain soup on all of these party ladies. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but then I just you're said just party ladies. In the face with cream mushroom. Oh, I love it. <laughs> cream mushroom everywhere. I can literally cry. You broke me. I'm so sorry. So there is this guy. He got that soup money. Yeah, he got that soup money. So the opening ceremony, of course, they're like just patting each other's on the back, like (laughs) masturbating each other on stage. Wait, literally or figuratively? No, figuratively. (laughs) And and then they got the whole group to ohm together. And um, suddenly this girl screams out like, just been born. And we're like, what? Wait, wait, play that back one more time. This is some girl. While they're oming, she goes, I've just been born. In the back. Okay, so I've just been born. I've just been born. I've just been born. Clearly not true. She's mobile, so. Yeah, she's probably like full head of hair. 20 years old. <laughs> Baby's so full head of hair. <laughs> Well, actually. <laughs> Full mouthful of teeth. Facts. Well, actually. <laughs> so, and then, of course, like, these people, they're trying to run by the script, and so they keep going with their talks, but she's, like, making a huge commotion in the back, like, crying and, like, Wait, wait, me. I just say both. Why does no one understand my predicament? <laughs> Someone breastfeed me tits full of white Russians. <laughs> 
tits full of white room curdling rapidly in the summer sun. Oh my god. So she is screaming during yeah, yeah. they're like trying to do a keynote fucking address oh at Ted Douche. Exactly. Hawaii. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and um so whatever. I just remember I guess she got carried out or something. It stopped and we're walking back and we're like, oh my god, like what the fuck was that? Like this is gonna be a crazy weekend, cause seriously. And then we walk into the courtyard of our hotel where there's this like magnificent waterfall and like three floors looking over this courtyard in this waterfall and we hear I just need somebody to fuck me and we're like No, what? you've just been born <laughs> ethically untenable. <laughs> we walk in with our like badges and we're like, oh my god and there's like families like there's other people staying at this people having their also. family vacation yeah and there's people standing there's people taking pictures and she's naked she's naked she's at climbed the to the top of this waterfall sculpture of the waterfall sculpture naked oh, yeah. and it's like pokey like it doesn't look comfortable and she's screaming i just need someone <laughs> to <laughs> fuck me like it's the worst the worst possible situation immediately and after her, she's just been born yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um so her boyfriends, they're also, like, as equally as high as her, for sure. Like, pupils the size of saucers. And he just looks terrified. He's like, please, just come down. <laughs> and um, I look at oh, my Come down, ex. I will fuck yeah. you. Please come down. I look to my ex, my husband at the time, and I'm just like, we are wearing badges. Like, it looks like we work here. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like we should do something about this. So, and I, I was totally, like, appalled that people were taking pictures, because there's seriously, like, a mental break yeah. going on here. Like, yeah. this is not cool. Um, so I look at her, and I'm just like, I don't know what to say. I'm just like, from a woman to a woman. I'm <laughs> 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 like, please get down from there. Like, like people are taking pictures. You should come down. And she looked all like, oh. <laughs> And then she climbed down, and she's all, like, shivering, and I could see, like, every emotion, like, going over her face. She'd be, like, happy, scared, frightened, like, and then, oh, my God, like, she was just so... High. High. <laughs> just uh, so raw. and this poor baby. And, yeah, and shivering, and I was like, okay, I said to the boy, I'm like, just, what is your room number? You've got to remember your room number. Um, and he said it, so we're like, sweet, let's go there. And, um... Meanwhile, someone's like, I heard them having sex, like, in the middle of the hallway on the elevators. Oh, my God. And, um, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. And so <laughs> security guard meets us at the door, naturally. Naturally. And uh, we go in, and there's, like, the, what do you call it? Oh, my God. Things at the bottom of the wall. Uh, sconces. Like a baseboard? Baseboards. Baseboard. Thank you. Sorry. The baseboards. I just played Sims a lot today. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I definitely built a lot of baseboards and wainscoting. Anyway, <laughs> I'm a nerd. Tell me more about your amazing rave in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the baseboards were like ripped off the walls and the shower was running. Oh no. And so the hotel room was just trashed and um, she's just like, I just really need you to make rainbow love to me right now. She's in the shower? No, this is, is this... like, on the way into... Oh, okay. And then he, like, grabs her, goes in the bathroom, locks themselves in the bathroom, and the security guard, who has let us in, mm -hmm. like, knocks on the bathroom door, and uh, he's like, come out, and he's like, wait a minute, I'm pretty sure that if I just have sex with her, everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
<laughs> Hear me like, out. And we're like, wait, this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so they're like, so what's going to happen? They're like, well, actually, you know what? Like, we get a lot of celebrities here. We get a lot of people partying really hard. And um, I mean, we, are, we have called the police, but, you know, this stuff happens a lot. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, he was pretty chill about it all. <laughs> um, and it was crazy. Like, that night, like, DJs, uh, Ill Gates was there. I don't know. A lot of... Uh, Great DJ name. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Ill everything Gates. you've described, literally everything you've described sounds like something from the Stefan skit from SNL. Like, mm, this rave has everything. Ill <laughs> Gates. Did. Naked statue climber, Dude. <laughs> Butt abscesses. <laughs> this girl was hula hooping on one fucking toe. I've never seen that. Single I'll toe hula hooping. Image burned in my mind. Like, lying on the ground with... Hula hoop, one toe. That's amazing. Crazy. And um, we everything. got, yeah, yeah. And like, I remember going around, like, talking to employees, being like, so what do you think of this? Like, isn't this crazy? Like, have you ever seen anything like this before? <laughs> and they're like, no, but it's cool. Like, you guys are all happy. You guys are all good. Like, employees all were clear. totally fine. Locals clear. were coming because they totally did not sell enough tickets. And so they were just inviting, like, the whole neighborhood. So I got to meet a lot of locals. I, like, have a friend who's kind of a drug kingpin or was at the time and like he had a penthouse suite. Oh wow. We like go up there and like do ketamine all day during the day. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. And like <laughs> And like you'd go to the party and then they'd be like over the speaker like, Okay guys, you know it's seven o'clock. Um, you know, there's families staying here, there's other paying guests, so if you guys could just go and party in your rooms, we'll be back t- tomorrow night. Okay, thanks. Bye. That's very nice of Yeah. <laughs> so, and, like, sure enough, glitter ponies, fucking rich, fucking hippies, get these penthouse suites and, like, be serving you organic food, and, like, you'd be jamming in the, like, penthouse fucking pool in the suite with these, like, other ravers from all around the U.S., wow. and, uh, yeah, it was the bomb. <laughs> and then um afterwards we all like drove to the green part of the island and we went to go stay in these hot springs these like sauna hot springs and Bill Gates came with us no big deal <laughs> no big deal <laughs> it was and it was such a bump in like house party afterwards too so that was my Hawaii experience. So, yeah. We don't, we don't know what happened to the couple who just, like, I swear, if I just can make sweet rainbow love to her, this will all go away. I know. Nope. I don't know. Like, that was the what end of interaction. I hope so. I hope they married hope each so. other. Yeah. Because, like, if, if doing someone's wound care is, like, a way that makes people fall in love, you know, like you had... Making sweet rainbow love to your psychiatric breaks. Yeah, also. you know, taking, taking care of your sweetie after yeah. she comes down off a waterfall. Like oh. that's that's got to be no. real love. I mean, it's true. real talk. Looking after someone is a great way to determine whether or not your relationship is like for good. Yeah, because I definitely had that with my sweetie. I was thinking about she, that. Yeah, she she dumped. Her, I'm sure I'll talk about this another time because it was so like traumatizing. But she dumped her motorbike after I had said to her. For the love of God, you may not ride a motorcycle. She's like, well, watch me. And I said, well, if you hurt yourself, I'm going to kill you. And then she hurt herself, and I didn't kill her. But uh, she did break both you of her You looked arms. after her, and then you married her anyway. Well, yeah, yeah no, I spent two... I, this was before we even lived together. I spent two weeks at her house, like, feeding her. I thankfully did not have to wipe her butt. She could move her arms back, but, like, <laughs> there was a lot of... Uh, there was a lot of jeans doing up and, like, teeth brushing and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, man. You know, brushing a grown person's teeth for them is just not dignified. But we got well, through it. Well, totally. It's like... It tears down 
like all all the barriers, fake shit. all the fake shit. Like you, they need you. They oh yeah, they fucking need you. They fucking and need you. You are needed, and so you fulfill a new role, mm-hmm. and you work with it, yeah. and you find what works. And if you can spend two weeks doing that for someone and not really want to kill them at the end of it, like totally. uh, go ahead and uh, put your lives together because yeah. that's a good time. It's like team building exercises. Absolutely, and it really <laughs> helps a lot if they have a prescription for Percocet that they're not monitoring. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god on that note <laughs> do we have anything else that I, you wanted to get into uh my genie <laughs> quote oh my god um no you know it's fine that was amazing. i got a lot of stories <laughs> like and i take way too long telling all of them this so was a delight <laughs> and i was like li- like just scream crying <laughs> laughing. well let's 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 try to like find a bit of a thematic end to this and it's oh like you are still doing these kinds of things, maybe in a modified way from yeah. how you were doing it. And you say it in your like late teens when you were okay. just just trying to like just party it out and meet new people, older people, yeah. like try to break out of the like suburban. I'll give you like a little like synopsis of my present day self because sure. yeah. I'm feeling like we want to hear about like your evolution as a party yeah. kid. Yeah, well, and Aww. like and how does I it fit into your life now as an adult? I've I feel like I've lived many lives. Like I've been I'm married twice, which is like kind of weird being <laughs> 32 and like. I just, I feel like I've changed a lot, but there is something so cathartic about, like, closing your eyes and just dancing, no matter, like, who's there, and we're all dancing together, and Dance sure like it's no fucking... one's watching. Yeah, man, and it's, like, sure, it's repetitive fucking music, but it's catchy as fuck, and, like, and there's nothing that gets me going more than, like, drum and bass, break beats, like, dirty house, like... It's just so funky, and when you meet people that love to dance, like, you love to dance, there's a connection there, and you just fucking give her, you just do just it. Go, just you give just, her what so for her. You're all visceral, you're all, like, kinetic. You're, like, you're not in your head, it doesn't matter. Like I still keep that same vibe, like, I've gone to a few shows, and, like, I have a few people that I know that do, like, all kinds of interesting, like, noise music and whatever, Yeah. and one friend, um, who goes by the name of Holzkopf did a first set that was, like, so killer, it was so amazing, it was the first time that I ever saw them perform, and I just danced like I was a teenage raver again, it felt so good, and then, like, everyone else was just standing there in black, just watching the show, and I was in, like, neon, because I knew that it was going to be fun, (laughs) I had lots of candy bracelets on. I just went back there and I just danced and I shuffled and I like had a really amazing time Mm -hmm. and it felt really good. I was like, I remember when I was so free in my body and not as self-conscious as I was when I got older and like, Like, it was a sweetness that I could tap back into that style of dancing. I feel like it's something I'm Mm -hmm. good at and in that I feel powerful. Mm -hmm. And so I feel really powerful at at Shambhala, for instance, because I feel like I'm at home, like I can just be me and that's cool. You're the queen of shambles. Yeah, well, I try to, and like I said, I try to do that everywhere I go. I feel like my job, I've been a little more, like, having to do things that never really felt like me, like, trying to be a leader, trying to be an example, but, um, <laughs> but, um, no, at Shambhala, I can do all that, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and so I feel that I'm a little more balanced. I don't think I party as much. I still fucking love drum and bass so much, and Vancouver kind of has an upsurgence of a drum and bass scene right now. Um, there's a place downtown called the Red Room 
And on Saturday nights, they play a lot of, like, hospitality nights, and it's, like, the drum and bass scene is strong. And there's definitely a community there and a sweet alley. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where my ex-boyfriend used to DJ goth nights on Sundays. Nice. And we would smoke pot in the alley. Yeah. The exact alley you're talking about. Yeah. Great murals. Yeah, yeah. it's Great a good murals. alley. It's I'm a not, good venue. I would bring it up. It was good times. Like, yeah. I'm not really a goth <laughs> club goer, but. It's not gothic, it's drum and bass. Well, I know, Which... but it used to be. <laughs> It used, it to, used be. to be. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sexy. Yeah, I had a good time there. Oh, yeah, I remember that actually. Mm-hmm. I went too. Good yeah. night. Good times. But um, yeah. So, I I'm actually going next month, and one of my best friends who I met at Shambhala also, it comes out like every once every two or three months, and we have a bonding experience going to our favorite drum and bass shows, and I don't know. I was depressed once. I was depressed once, and I couldn't remember what made me happy, and I stopped dancing mm. for, like, about half a year, and I really missed it. I was like, man, like, if only I could just, like, feel that way I felt dancing on the dance floor or wherever, and uh, it came back to me again eventually, so mm. now I just want to treasure it and never let it go. Oh, so, that's beautiful. Yeah. What great thoughts so, to leave us with. Bought my ticket to Shambhala this year. Tenth year. <laughs> Never given up. Aww. 32. The decathlon. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for coming and sharing. (laughs) That sounds cheesy, sharing with us, but you know what I mean. Thank you for listening, guys. That was fucking awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much. I guess that's it for this week. We'll see you next time. 